Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wiser. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Fight Club. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to Fight Club for Business, the show for home service business owners looking to improve their marketing, finances, system, and culture. We are a team of self-employed industry experts, and this week we're going old school. We're going back to the four of us, and we are going to just share some fourth quarter strategies, knowledge, kind of ways to approach going into this quarter and making sure you're making the most of your time as a business owner. So we'll kind of go around do our brief introductions and then jump into all the fun topics. Uh, my name is Taylor Maroney. I co-own a power washing company called Pure Power Washing in South Florida with my husband. And I've worked in marketing for about six years. So I'm excited to find my new passion in that, which is helping business owners like yourself be able to understand your analytics and marketing numbers. So welcome back to Fight Club and let's talk fourth quarter. <laughs> Let's. Yes. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. My name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. I am the owner of Likes Accounting Company, a full service accounting firm where people can outsource, particularly service businesses, home service businesses can outsource those nasty accounting tasks to me and my team. And I own a window cleaning and gutter cleaning company with my husband, Jeff, in Northern California. And I'm happy to be back on this Tuesday. And I'm happy for an old school fight club. Yeah, me too. It was not expected. We had a guest and he has had just a little conflict today. So we're going to go old school and we will invite Sean back again. Um, Sean McCormick from Single Ops. I'm Michelle from Pink Collars, and we can outsource your front and back office tasks. And I am super excited to be here on Fight Club. I don't know about you guys, but I had a pretty busy, fun weekend. But third quarter's got me all energized. I don't know. I'm excited about this topic because I've been working on a ton of stuff yesterday and last week getting ready for fourth quarter. So happy Friday or happy Tuesday and welcome to Fight Club. <laughs> happy Friday. On it is Tuesday. happy Friday. See, I told you it was a busy weekend. Wow. <laughs> uh, and hey, I'm Martha Woodward and I am owner of a maid service called Dusting Divas in a neighboring state. Um, I co-founded Quality Driven Software, which is about employee performance tracking and being transparent with your employees. And I help people build happier workplaces. So welcome to Fight Club. Ooh. All right, Tay. Well, I feel like I'm a broken record in fourth quarter. <laughs> what we need to do for marketing. But everyone knows, like, Megan's going to talk about, like, talking about the budget and getting planned for next year. And, like, there's the same process for marketing, right? So at the same time, you're analyzing that budget and figuring out what those numbers are and working through what you spent this past year and take a look at those marketing numbers. Take a look at what you did spend, what worked, what didn't work, what you tried that maybe you did lawn signs for the first time and it didn't go very well. Or maybe you started to do Facebook ads and it was fantastic. And that was something that worked really well for your business and your community. So now's the time to kind of take those evaluations a little bit deeper and go a little bit further. 
and say, okay, how are we going to add this in for next year? How are we actually going to plan this out? And what are some new things we are going to try for next year? Because doing it now sets you up for so much more success and you're not scrambling come last minute to throw some stuff together and make sure that you do have a marketing campaign that's running. So <laughs> that's kind of where I'm going to talk about today. And I'm not going to kind of super duper bore you, I guess, but I will want to touch on a few things, which is one, make sure you do have a calendar of some sort. So if you love Google Calendar, that's fantastic. Absolutely use that. I know a lot of business owners like to keep it in their CRM sometime if they do have a VA that's working for them or um, you know an office assistant. That way everyone can kind of see what type of marketing things are going out at that time, um, especially if there's special offers or things that your employees do need to know about, say a $100 off discount for Christmas lights. If that's something you need to know, all of your employees need to know about when they're in the field, I would recommend keeping that in your CRM just so that way everyone in the company is able to see it because that's where they're going every day to check for jobs, check for work orders. They might not jump onto that Google Calendar as often as you think. So wherever you find it fit to set up this calendar, make sure it's there and make sure it's updated frequently. And then include other things in the marketing calendar. Don't just include like National Donut Day or, you know, funny days in between on that you can find on HubSpot's awesome calendar that actually integrates right into Google. Um, include things that are about your employees. Talk about, you know, who they are and your company and make sure this year you're kind of taking another step, which I know Martha's talked about a lot this, this past whole year on Fight Club and bringing that employee engagement into the social world, showing who your company is, showing who you are. That's something that I think everyone should take an initiative in 2022 to do better at. And I think we all as business owners can say that we do it, but there's definitely room for improvement. So a couple of the things that I did just touch on is one's going to be make sure you do have some form of a marketing calendar. If it's set up on Google, iCloud, in your CRM, wherever that may be, make sure you have that want to make sure you're analyzing what you did this year and really look at the hard numbers of it. What really did work? What didn't work? And then be able to say, okay, if it didn't work, we're not going to keep throwing money at it. But make sure you did give it enough of a shot. You know, make sure you did do about a quarter's worth of marketing in that said topic, uh, or excuse me, said avenue to make sure that you gave it enough of a shot to know it's not going to work. <clears throat> and then from there, want to make sure that we are adding other types of engagement into our social media, not just your typical national um, day of who knows what, <laughs> but <laughs> adding in those employee um, recognition and putting out who your company is and adding that personal touch. Because we're seeing, at least I'm seeing in the marketing world, that adding that personality of the business and adding who you are just builds so much more of a connection with your employees. I know a few weeks ago we had a guest on, um, I'm blanking on his name right now, the gentleman from Canada. Um, that, Chris, Chris Thacker. Chris Thacker. Chris. Chris. Okay. And his story was fantastic. You know, Chris was able to talk about how he came, was a you know, 14, 15, 13 year old child and built this company to where he's at now and really embrace that story. So find that story of who you are and who your company is and where you came from and try to embrace that more in your marketing this next year, because I really do think that's going to be a game changer for a lot of people being client wise, connecting with business owners and knowing your story better. I can't wait to jump in on systems because legit, I just built this yesterday. 
I can't oh, wait to jump oh. in. I built an automation for this exact thing, and we didn't even talk about it before the show. I can't wait. Okay. Hey, look at us. <laughs> our brains are aligning. I know. You're <laughs> on track. You're tracking with me, girl. Well, and I was just thinking, like, how we were talking about Q3, and then we were talking about Q4, and I think, like, what you were just describing is making tweaks from this year, from the data we have, but then filling in a calendar for 2022. And I've been thinking a lot about this from a financial perspective. So filling in those slow months or filling in those holes or filling in those gaps. So if you notice it, when you look back on 2021, because we finally have a relatively normal year with the data, right? Because in 2020, we kind of had to ignore like big yeah. whole chunks and quarters. And it made the 2021 planning really difficult because none of us knew what we were going into. But I think we have a much better feeling of what 2022 could look like, should look like. And I like thinking about our marketing way in advance. So for us in our business, we know that February is often a slow month. February and August are two slowest months of the year. So what can we be doing now to fill in our calendar for February? What can we be doing now to fill in our calendar for next August? I got in a heated discussion a couple of weeks ago about somebody's July and they were really frustrated because it was so slow, but historically it had always been slow. And I'm sure like raise your hand if you get that late summer slump. I think we all have some sort of sense of this like back to school period and people, you know, it just the gas comes off a little bit when the phone stops ringing as much. And so I love this idea of planning out a marketing calendar and then tying it into finances because they're related, right? We need the phone to ring so that we can put money in our bank account. Like these are very important things. And so um, we've been thinking about, and I know I like some, I can't be the girl that's always talking about the same thing and never executes, but we've been thinking about recurring revenue for our home <laughs> service business. And we have tried this year, and I think we've done it pretty successfully to fill in those recurring appointments in our slow periods. So when people sign up for their normal season, seasonal window cleaning, we're getting them on for their second window cleaning and we're putting them in the slower periods. Same with gutter cleaning. We're in Northern California. We have not had our first rain yet. I know, haha, we may never get rain, but theoretically the rain should come at some point, we hope. And when the rain comes, the phones ring off the hook for gutter cleaning. And we're really pushing this year two gutter cleanings a year. And so we're trying to get them on the calendar uh, for, you know, their first one can be now. And their second one should be February, right? And then next year we can do February and August. And there's this idea that you actually can not only do a budget where you tell your expenses where they're going to go, right? You tell your how your spending is going to happen. You can do a budget for your income. You can actually predict and change your behavior so that your income works better. Now, if you have a lawn care company or a maid service, you have recurring revenue already. So it's way more fun for you because you kind of have a baseline, right? We have a, our current run rate, but you can still put in procedures like I know that in maid service, or I think I know during maid service that uh, Martha would know better, that uh, Thanksgiving is like your tax season, right? Like that's a crazy busy time. So what can you do to staff up right now? Or what can you do to get your, your top clients in their top spots and then letting other people know, okay, we've got this priority book getting half this year or 
whatever would work for you for that tax season, now's the time to make those changes because you've got six weeks until Thanksgiving. Six yeah. weeks, Martha. Oh. <laughs> I, I uh, have something to say about maid service and Thanksgiving. I heard a brilliant tip. It's been a few years ago. Um, but Thanksgiving is way busier for us historically than even Christmas. And so um, this person that I was talking to who was in the maid service, she was saying that they do premium spots around like the week before and the, particularly the week of Thanksgiving. So, I mean, we all know about raising prices, but she'll put her recurring people in the schedule. And then what she does is she purposely will now, this was before the hiring crisis, but um, if you have some extra staff, what she said she does is hold those spots. And she tells people when they're booking that that is, um, I don't know what she calls it, but it is an upcharge for if they want Thanksgiving week. Right. And a, v a VIP, you know, session, right. a VIP pass, a VIP. Yeah. I agree. Mm. I, think that, I think that at any service business, we can prioritize our calendar and we can prioritize who we work for. And we should. I I haven't talked about this in a while. And since I have a few minutes, I'm going to talk about it briefly. <laughs> but if you are short staffed right now, which raise your hand, I haven't given a talk in the past nine months where the entire room has not raised their hands when I've asked if they're hiring. If you're hiring right now and you're short staffed right now, I really hope that you've taken a good hard look at your list of clients because you cannot service as many people without the same number of staff. And so if we're serving less people, I, I want us to really be thoughtful about who we're going to serve and how we're going to serve them. The old model of, you know, having a lot of clients, having a big book of business is not working when we're short staffed. We need to make sure that every job that we're going to is priced profitably. Now that you guys are used to that I've said before, right? <laughs> priced profitably, but we cannot afford to be driving all around working for customers that aren't paying us what we need to bring in the right profit margins that we want. So this has been a great opportunity while we've been short staffed to kind of prioritize our calendar. And, and when I give the talk about building a more profitable business, I talk about feelings a lot because if we can't go to as many homes, why don't we make sure we go to the ones that we like, right? Yeah. Like now's a great time to get rid of the jerks, right? <laughs> now's a great time to get rid of the penny pinchers. And um, now's the time to really stack our deck with our favorite clients because we can't serve them all. Um, so that's been something that's been kind of fun for us at Jeff Likes Clean Windows and Gutters is we've really prioritized our returning customers. And then we've really gotten unshy about raising our prices for new customers because I figure I'm not going to offend a stranger. And uh, I want to make sure that I'm nurturing those relationships for our top customers um, who have stuck it out with us. So it's been it's been fun to think about tearing our list. I think we talk about this in professional service a lot. I'm an accountant. It's very common. You have ABC clients. Same for financial mm -hmm. planning. I have a history in financial planning, ABC clients. And it's been really fun to think, 
why aren't we doing this for our home service businesses? We absolutely could and should. And Martha, I think you gave us some great ideas about how we could even make them feel special when we're stacking the deck on a really busy week. Because we all know it's coming. We know Thanksgiving's yeah. coming. We know Christmas is coming. We know the winter slump is coming. So now is the time to make really good decisions around that. And um, I'm excited for the yeah. rest of the year. Like, Can so I share something? No. No, I, please. I have something cool in this vein. Um, I have given permission to my team to actually overhire right now. We're a little bit overstaffed and it's fun because I'd rather be in that position and then have Doug chasing sales or having our sales department just kind of chasing things. It, it's actually easier on me than not having somebody that's great. So when a great candidate comes through, we grab them. We don't I, let them get away. Do you know what I, I mean? absolutely agree. And we've been using Martha, small plug for quality driven software, but we've been <laughs> using your HR module and we have a person in the red zone. Well, Jeff hired that person's replacement. Like, yeah, and they yeah. haven't started yet, but we know in the next week or two, they will be exiting our company. They are just like Debbie said last week, you know, show them up or show them out. And we know yep. he's headed out and we're replacing him. And it feels so good to not be stressed about when that happens, to not be stressed about how that happens. Uh, we had a pretty traumatic exit last week and we already had the replacement who was on their fourth day of training because we knew wow. <laughs> that they weren't leaving and then you know the next person's right in there so yeah i agree we could have a whole discussion about hiring yeah. recruiting onboarding <laughs> um but michelle i think that's fantastic and yeah. i can absolutely relate to how we breathe better knowing that not that they're not that our employees are replaceable. Martha's gonna be like, hey, 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 don't do that. No, not that they're replaceable, but oh. that you can kind of see whether the, you know they're a good fit or not, whether it's working, whether they're gonna stick around. And I think it's yeah. more for us about just a great candidate with incredible skill that we don't want to let go away. You know, um, it's more about that. It's not about the existing staff because most of them are fantastic. All of them are fantastic. But I think it's about that good candidate swimming by and you're like, oh, I got to grab you. You know, I think it's that more than anything. And you um, never know what tomorrow brings, you yes, know, so you just always um, in <clears throat> in the good times, I always have a bench, you know, yeah. and uh, the fact that you can have a bench, you know, some Political things came to mind, and I thought of why it's a great time for you, Michelle, with remote. But then I thought, no, no, <laughs> I'm not that political. Um, but I did want to say, Megan, you know, we talk about. I get on the phone with people a lot about you know their employee problems and so forth, and I want to reiterate what you said is that people are like. I mean, I know they're toxic and I know they're terrible for my company, but I need people. And so I have that discussion with them about, I mean, I believe if some, if you know somebody's toxic and I, I mean, my thought is I don't care how much you need them. They have got to get out before you ruin everybody else. But along the lines of what you were saying, Megan, you know, so many people haven't thought about um, like now's the time that you can 
get rid of your client bad apples too. And so when we talk about it and I say, I know you need the bodies, but let's think about this. Do you have any clients that cancel last minute on you um, frequently? Do you have any clients that really, when you took them on, you hope to build that service area and now they're way outside your service mm -hmm. area? It's time to thin that down. You know, do you have any clients that the only time you ever hear from them is for them to complain and they want to, you know, there are so many things you can think about and listen, it makes your quality of life better. It makes your employees quality of life better. And this is, you know, if you want to look at the silver lining in things, uh, this, it gives you a very great excuse to do that because the whole country knows about the labor shortage. So it's, it's that it's not you. It's <laughs> I know I absolutely agree. And I think you're right. I think we have a lot of cool opportunities happening right now from a pricing perspective, from a quality of life perspective, from a hiring perspective. Um, mm -hmm. And I know that it's just, it's, I know it's tricky. Like if you're sitting on that, me like, how can they have a bench? Like, I can't even get anybody to show up to an interview. Well, work on that. Like spend some time in Q4 tweaking that and really try and see where where are some things, where are some strategies that you can fix your hiring problem, right? Where are some strategies where you can fix your calendar, like Martha just suggested, so that you're not so stressed about your hiring problem. Uh, in July, we actually chose, we were having a hard time hiring. So I've been right where you are. Uh, we were having a hard time hiring and we had three okay candidates come through and we decided we weren't going to hire them because they weren't like our, like our ideal culture fit. They were just okay. And we were headed out for a month. I am so glad that we did it. We basically stacked the calendar so that we would still be profitable with one less crew on the road. Mm -hmm. And we were like, we're just going to preserve our culture. We know we're going to take a little bit of a hit, but we're going to do this. And we were really thoughtful about it. And I'm so glad because it ended up being not four weeks. It ended up being like eight weeks that Jeff ended up not being around to kind of like police or patrol the culture and make sure mm -hmm. that everybody was happy and doing what they needed to be doing. And, uh, and then we were able to bring that extra crew back on last month. And now we've added another crew and it's like, huh? Yeah. You can stack the deck so that you, win. <laughs> you can do this and it's worth waiting. And Martha, I think we would have hired those three bodies two or three years ago before we knew you four years ago before we knew you and it could have blown up our whole culture. So yeah. um, get brave and your job as the leader of your company is to preserve that company culture and those good vibes and we're and make sure you're telling that your crew that. Yep. So when you pass up those opportunities, you know, sometimes our employees think we're all about money. And so when you pass up those opportunities on hiring those who you're going to guess are B or C players, you need to make sure you go to your staff and say, okay. And especially in that instance where you're saying, listen, we've got a great crew now. I'm going to be gone for a few weeks. And I want to tell you that I have the opportunity to hire blah, 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 blah. But 
I want to protect our culture. I don't want to do that to you all just in case, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so you need to make sure like sometimes you're doing things behind the scenes to protect your employees and to protect your culture. And you need to make sure you're sharing that with them. So they know that you got their back. And that's a really, really good point. And I just want to add one follow-up thing and then we'll pass to Michelle. <laughs> but, uh, we, we ended up um, communicating with our CSR about that. And that's how we were, that's how I finally got the buy-in to do something crazy with our pricing for strangers is I was like, look, there are fewer spots on the calendar and we need to do something dramatic. And, and she was totally all in because we told her the whole story. We yeah. told her like, you know, I can bring in some, some guys that they might be fine or they might be problem children. And I'm choosing not to leave you with that unknown, but mm -hmm. in exchange, like I really need your help with the calendar. And it was amazing how she was like, yeah, I got it. I'm all in. Let's do it. You know, um, it was, it was really, it's been fun. Yeah. It is fun. It's not perfect. And you got to keep throwing spaghetti at the wall, but um, <laughs> we can do it. Okay. Michelle, I know I went way over. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. You both were no. helping. That was fun. <laughs> One of the things I like to tell our team is that systems are evolving, right? Small e, evolution. They're just moving. And so you build them, they break a little, they crack, you rebuild them. And so that's constant. Um, but back to what Taylor was talking about, how to talk about your team online and how to like set up something so that you talk about your people. That's so important, you know, in our company. And so one of the things that was happening was, you know, this is not going to be easy to believe, but the systems person missed a birthday. I missed someone's birthday and I felt like a chicken killing dog. Like I missed their birthday. I, I was like, I am the worst. We have a calendar. We have a system for this. There's no reason. And was it so Martha's birthday? It was in not August Martha's when birthday. we missed her birthday. Oh, no, we not that birthday. That as a group. Okay, no, well, we've was, had a couple was, birthday missing. It was one of our awesome people's birthday, and I will not name names, but I took full responsibility. It was my fault. So now what we've done is we've built an automation from Bamboo that every time a new employee comes in, their anniversary date, birth date, name, and all of their pertinent details go onto a Trello card in our HR board and the HR manager is in charge of making sure we have a little bio and a picture and a happy birthday and all the other stuff. And then it's automatically there and triggered so that nobody has to remember anything. And it's right there in front of the person's face. It's beautiful. It's my new favorite thing I just built um, because I won't be accused of forgetting a birthday again. It really bothered me. <laughs> so, um, so there is ways. And I think what I, I'd love to share with everybody is that if you have a task like that, that's just not quite every day, not quite every month, but just super random, just think about how you can take the person out of the middle of the two pieces of technology, right? You've hired them and they're in some sort of HR software, and then you have Facebook or some sort of a out, out, out-facing uh, social media outlet, and you have these two little technology worlds floating around, and you keep trying to stick a person in the middle. And I was the person in the middle of that birthday stuff and I failed. So think about it that way when you have something like that, that you can take two little random, you know, tasks, things that, you know, may not happen all the time. And you can add technology in between 
and get the person out of there because we're apt to fail as people. So <laughs> this is my workaround for that. Have you tried the Desto birthday cards? I have, but I don't love them. I want it to be more personal and I want it to be on Facebook. And then also internally, we um, announce it and do all kinds of internal stuff on Slack. And then we send an Amazon gift card or flowers or like we do a physical component, a social media component and a Slack component. So all three of those kind of have to happen. And that I know, mind blown. But this Trello card is going to scooch in every time. And so it'll be on everybody's radar. So that that was my new workaround. I'm obsessed. So, can you can you say it one more time? So what? how is the automation? I can. So like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm having a hard time, but this is really, okay. really good. <laughs> we use Bamboo HR, but most LMS systems have a field. It's a, just a CRM or a database. It has a field for the day that they start. And their birthday, right? So that's their anniversary date and their birth date. Okay. And then their first and last name. And so you're pulling those fields out of your database, whether it's Bamboo HR or any other sort of, you know, um, applicant tracking system. And you're putting it into a Zapier integration that's then creating a Trello card on the HR board that has that person's photo. It grabs their photo. It grabs their birthday and their date of hire so that all of that is logged. And the HR person has that in a daily sort of checklist that they're working on. And then she's in charge of creating the social media post and then passing it along to our social media person so it gets out on a certain day. And it's fun because we can forward date all of those. And as someone's hired, I can build their birthday post and their anniversary post and just put it on the Trello board in the future so that it doesn't get missed. Wow. So, Okay. Yeah. All right. That totally works with Tay. And okay. like, I, I feel like, wow, that's, that's crazy, Michelle. That is. I, I own a software I and I am trying to figure out how do you pull the Picture. photo? Yeah. And, uh, Bamboo will do all of that. Zapier asks, what do you want in that person's profile? Um, between Bamboo HR and Trello. It's asking those fields. What fields do you want? And it yanks them all out and throws it into a Trello card. It's really so cool. Desto has a lot of that. And, uh, they do? But I have not looked at the Zap to yeah. see what you can pull. So well, Gusto, yeah. Gusto does not play nice with others. Uh, <laughs> I'm very frustrated financial. because of my automatic onboarding sequence. Gusto is failing me with the zap option, but we use Bamboo too. And that's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, it's really good. I love it. I just did that one. And then probably one of the other systems that I'm freaking out about Q4 and I'm so grateful that is actually starting is performance reviews. And that's another thing that Bamboo has forced me to do um, yeah. is I was always sort of like dodging them, right? Dodging and diving, like I don't have time or I'm busy because that's an uncomfortable conversation sometimes. Even when you have great things to say about the person, sometimes just that interaction, let's sit down and do your review, like that can be a little you know, daunting. And so it's a beautiful automation within Bamboo and it pulls up all of the assessment questions and you get to quietly, like on your own time at night, when you're not dealing with all the other day-to-day -day stuff, you can go through the following questions and it just lets you kind of get that review started. And then of course the lack of structure was what I was struggling with. I would have the person's anniversary date. I was no, it's time for me to do the review. 
But this sort of pre, like sort of uh, kickoff for me really helps. And so asking all those questions, thinking about it, and then I have the talking points for my actual one-on-one -on -one meeting. And I'm not just kind of sitting there in the camera going, well, you're doing fantastic at this and you're doing great at that, right? Which is what I would usually do. But this form, um, again, in Bamboo, lets me think about how somebody can improve and what they bring to the team. And there's just a really cool thing. And I love that, I love that Mindy, shout out to Mindy, forced us to start using this because it's really helpful um, for those reviews. And quarterly reviews is something we just started. We used to do them annually, but we just saw that it was just too long of a time period for our people. So doing those quarterly is also super helpful. So those are my two hacks for uh, fourth quarter. Love it. Love, <laughs> yeah. love, love it. Yeah. Okay, awesome. I'm going to send you to, to Martha. <laughs> okay. And we are going to talk about recruiting, hiring, and none of these ladies were prepped for this. So I'm going to be heading them up. But um, I know I'm going to start with Megan. I know she has recently built out some really cool automations around hiring. Um, Megan, I know you use Hire Who, but most of what you're going to talk about can be done, you know, in any automation system, but uh, let's talk about if you can give an overview, because I know you were really excited about it. And I know that Dom with Hire Who was like, she's killing it. She's really using it the way that it was meant to be used. And, you know, I'm blah, glad blah. that he says that because I get worried like that he's avoid like sometimes I'm like, he's probably like, oh, that crazy lady, no. you know, like she's got another crazy idea. So I'm so glad to hear you saying nice things behind he, my back. They, me, I, what he said, I was sitting there going, ah, damn it. He's talking to me. Like I don't use it nearly as robustly as I should, you know? So I felt like I was getting, um, called on the carpet in a non-confrontational way. I, it's just, you know how you do when it's that when you're, uh, in a staff meeting and you're talking to one or two people about what they're doing wrong, it's, the people who aren't doing anything wrong going, oh, he's talking to me. You know, it was that thing. Okay. Well, I was just, I was just pulling up my notes so that I could go through it really quickly with everybody because I am super stoked about it. Um, and I just noticed that we got another Yelp review. Thank you. Nice job. I, I know I should not be checking my email during Fight Club, but it's so fun when you check your email and it's like, just got a new five-star review on Yelp, which are, we all know those are like gold, right? Precious gold reviews. Quite um, literally. <laughs> quite literally. Like it's so fun. And nice job. Google, 100%. Right. And nice job. They're just constantly working mm -hmm. behind the scenes. We've got it integrated with Quality Driven and they're sending out these review requests. They're, they have actually figured it out so that they're having people leave reviews where they're already enrolled. They're already online. So the Yelp reviews actually show up. Remember when you get those Yelp reviews and they just hide? I hate that. But Nice Job's done a great job of figuring out how to get our customers to leave reviews where they're already engaging online so that they actually show up. They do it automatically. And then I get an email at 737 in the morning saying, 
you have a new five-star review on Yelp. So thank you, Kevin Y, for supporting Jeff Likes Clean Windows and Gutters. And thank you, Nice Job, for making our review process so freaking simple. Um, if you have not checked out Nice Job yet and you're a listener, go to get.nicejob.co. Co, I think it's Co. Uh, and, and check it out. It's freaking awesome. The best marketing dollars we have. I just want to put into like I was talking about before being proactive with your marketing and this is one of the best ways you can do that right because you're being proactive with your review process so when you're thinking about these proactive steps on your marketing calendar look at companies like nice shop look at companies that can help you automate like michelle loves get that off your plate <laughs> be able to delegate that to someone else and then you're able to focus on something else for your marketing so Definitely check out Nice Job. There's a lot. And they will later today post that review on our social media and all of our social media channels automatically. Like it's a plugin That's and nice. it says Kevin Y. And, and if I was organized, I could put a picture with it. I never do. But <laughs> it's so cool because they're posting to our so social media for us multiple times a week. And it's creating great social proof. So. That's Thank awesome. you, nice job. And Tay, I love that you love the social media part of it, the marketing part of that. But it's right, great. But it is. It's it's perfect. It's what we all need in life to be able to. I love when marketing's automated. Like get it off my plate. Like I don't want to look at it every day, but like I know what I need to look at. But <laughs> get it off my plate. <laughs> okay. So so speaking of automation, yes. So back to automated <laughs> recruiting. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So so. Uh, really quickly, because I feel like I've talked a lot this week, but we have worked hard on our job listing and we've talked on Fight Club a lot about our job listing. So I think there's no work around. There's no hack. You still have to do the work on your job listing. You've got to figure out how to talk to your, to your internal customers, to your employees, how to speak their language and how to attract them. Right. But when you have a solid job listing, you can put it in an applicant tracking system like HireWho, which is the one I use because there's so much automation involved. And HireWho will actually push that job listing out to all of the job boards. So you don't have to remember, like, am I on ZipRecruiter? Am I on Indeed? Am I on Facebook? Am I on Google Jobs? Where am I posting my job listing? HireWho pushes it out to all the places it needs to be. And then the beautiful part is it auto renews it. So it's constantly staying fresh. I don't have to remember like, am I hiring or when's the last time I posted a job listing or when's the last time I got updated? It's auto refreshing it. Right. So then because, and I don't know if like, I'm supposed to talk about this out loud because I kind of made Dom's life a little bit of hell. Dom is the founder of hire who, but I insisted that I want to control the flow of those applicants. So I'm bringing all the applicants instead of applying on Indeed, which I know is a huge buzz topic right now, like using Indeed apply or pushing it out something else. I'm pushing them all back to my careers page, which is on my domain name. And from my careers page, there's a hire who plugin that shows them all the job listings in my company. And I learned from Dom in Cancun at the QDS conference that <laughs> I am hiring for every position in my company all the time. Now, whether I'm actually going to bring on another office manager, or I'm actually going to bring on another field supervisor, or I'm actually going to bring on another lead tech, that's another question. But every position in my company should have a job listing and they should be listed on my careers page. Because like Michelle said, when a good candidate's floating by, how are you going to know to snatch them if you don't have a system where yep. you're trying to get them, right? So I love that. The other thing that Dom taught me was we have a relatively small service area. I'm in California, so we're about, uh, let's say 35 miles is my service radius. 
I have job listings for every position in my company for every town in that service area. Mm. How cool well, that's is smart. that? Because that's super I smart. know that my best candidates are not coming from the greater Sacramento area, which they, they just aren't. They We have this thing called yeah. the Causeway. They hate the Causeway. They don't drive across it. But Davis, I lost 35,000 students for the past year and a half which is 35,000 people that could work for my company. And wow. so Davis was not the place to be recruiting, right? So I put in Dixon and Winters and Woodland, and I added all these other places based on Tom's suggestions. And now there's an entire automation around like talking to them, talking to people who live there and work there. So that's awesome. And then the automations that, <laughs> that are really crazy is when somebody <laughs> clicks apply, they go through a list of interview questions and we have knockout questions. And so Jeff, the other day, it's so funny. There's a lot of automations around text. So Jeff can see, Jeff is texting with candidates without being involved at all. And Jeff Ooh. can go back in the evenings and he can kind of review what they said. And he said, it was so funny. He said, this candidate would have been the perfect candidate six months ago. Like all the things they said in their text message are the things that I used to look for, the things that I used to like, the things that I would have resonated with me. But we send these interview questions and then we send this assessment. And with Hire Who, you can even send a personality test. And he said, when those things came back, he scored 50%. A pass rate in our company to be eligible for an interview is 80%. And he's like, Ooh. I would have brought them in for an interview. I would have hired them. But thanks to the Hire Who automation, <laughs> like it takes me out of the equation, right? Now I know that, no, I should not be hiring that person. They will not be a good culture. <laughs> um, and you can put this on steroids and add something like, Blue Skies recruiting to it to help you create these assessment questions, to help you create these data sets so that you know what, what you should be hiring for and what you shouldn't be hiring for, what you should be looking for and what you shouldn't be looking for. Um, and we have Autotext set up to increase our interview show up rates. So now it's reminding them, like Jeff has a cute text that says, hey, I get stood up a lot at these things. And it's always really embarrassing when I'm sitting at the coffee shop all by myself. And you just should be a quick yes or no that you're actually going to show up tomorrow. And like they write back yes or no. Wow. And our show, we're at like a 90% show up rate for interviews now because we added that one simple automated text, right? And I'm trying to get Dom to integrate it with Synjim for voicemail bombs because yeah. remember when Lorraine oh Beeman boy. was talking Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Lorraine Beeman was like, the reason they're not showing up to their interviews is because they don't know you. You're a stranger and you're easy to blow off. So I'm trying to make it harder to blow me off and make myself less <laughs> of a stranger to them. So stay I tuned. I love that text. Stay and tuned. Yes. It, it makes him Huge. vulnerable and real. I yeah. That's, that That's was good. brilliant. Mm -hmm. Yep. And somebody sure else did. told us on Fight Club, there's so many brilliant nuggets on Fight Club that I'm actually executing in my company, but they said, make it feel like they're already hired. Make it feel like it's a sure thing. And I don't want to lie to them, but in every text we're saying, we are so excited to bring you in to meet our company. We are so excited to have you join our team. We are so excited. Like that energy has to be up and hire mm -hmm. who has made it so that I can refine that messaging. And then it just runs. We don't have to think about it anymore. Um, we even have it going all the way to the onboarding process. And Michelle's been kind of helping us because we use Gusto and Bamboo HR. And it there I, it might sound like a lot of redundancy, hire who, Bamboo HR, Gusto, but it really works because then once they Jeff marks them as hired in hire who, it has automations to start 
setting them up in T-Sheets and Jobber and QDS. And like we were working on building out these zaps, like Michelle always talks about, so that they're actually fully onboarded with our company as well. And Jeff has started some pre-employment work um, for, because now we have a bench, right? So some pre-employment work to have them start working through some of our training modules and trainual um, before the first start date. So that is a very brief high-level overview of this epic Hire Who system that I love. And Michelle is going to tell me. I just, no, it's it's everything. And for those of you out there that are listening, and it sounds like that's a lot of technology, that's a lot of things to plug in, that's a lot of stuff. Imagine how much it actually costs to hire a person sit with them as the owner, train them how to manually do all the stuff, and then watch them as they walk away from your job, right? Because that's what happens. This is an entry-level kind of really help supporting a, a business and the business owner. And if you can replace that with technology, it's like a no-brainer. It's cheaper than hiring a person, I promise. Well, it's and not it makes, as scary as it sounds. And it right? makes it consistent, right? Like it makes 100%. like these were all the things we wanted to do that Jeff intended to do. And then like Michelle said, like you just you get stressed out and then you yeah, get busy and then you forget and then it doesn't happen. Yeah. And then and then, you know, you could plug it into Martha's, you know, she's working in her culture first membership about uh, the onboarding engagement for an employee for the first 12. I mean, you could plug this in in so many ways. Yeah. Michelle, to your point, Hire Who is $49 a month, right? Uh, $49 a month. And that's crazy to me because yeah. you can, I mean, <laughs> every turnover employee to us is $5,500, right? Um, <laughs> Sean. Sean, where did you get the questions asked? Dom is awesome. Love Hire Who, love Fight Club. Yeah. Ooh, Sean, yeah. You, just, you just missed our plug for plugging it in with Blue Skies Recruiting. Yeah, yeah. Have them help you <laughs> figure out where you should be and how you should do it. And for Michelle's point, Dom has a lot of these automated texts, a lot of these automated features already built out in there. So if you're like, I don't know where to start, Dom owns a cleaning company and you can start with his questions, which is awesome. Like, you have a driver's license. Yeah. <laughs> Are you legal to work in the U.S.? I want to make sure that um, because, <laughs> Tay, what do you use for your hiring pipeline? Or is so, it? It's funny you ask that. Um, I actually don't have anything at the moment. Um, I've been diligently taking notes throughout this year, listening to you ladies on yeah. softwares within Gusto and Bamboo and who to work with when it comes to the recruiting side of it with, you know, Blue Skies and Sean Day and now with uh, Dom. So it's like, I have like my running list. I think the biggest thing for us this year was we asked Megan if we could use her um, job hiring uh, posting, the job posting, and we tweaked it quite a bit to make it work to who we speak to in our community. And that was the biggest win for us this year is we really didn't have a job posting that spoke to our internal um, customers. So for us, having that was the big win. And right now, after listening to Debbie um, uh, last week, for us, we want to optimize those routes for that team. So we're not really at the point of hiring at the moment again. We're kind of just like putting a pause on it right now just to be able to look at the budget from this year, analyze how we can optimize our team to make sure that they are those A players that Debbie talked about and make, cause we do have them. We know they're both A players, but we know they're not optimized fully. So I wouldn't say we're hiring right now. We're just kind of making sure we have the most optimized routes, optimized team, really efficient system going into, cause technically we're going into our busy season. So 
we're a little bit opposite of like everyone else mm -hmm. uh, in the country. Um, so we're going into our craziness and I want to make sure that in the midst of our craziness that the team feels secure and they feel optimized to their fullest potential. So that's kind of where we're at at the moment when it comes to hiring. But I do want to start goal is by like January to start having the ads back up and working with a couple of these systems that I've been listening to you guys speak about. So yeah. fondly. do you want to hear the funny thing? Tate? Awesome. What's my job listing <laughs> came from Martha. Hey. <laughs> so, so like, I love that we, there's nothing, you can just take job listings yeah. and customize them for your company, right? Like my business is very different than Martha and my target uh, audience is very different than hers, right? But I could take like a framework and make it work for me and then Tay can take it and make it work for her. And you know what? I bet Michelle could probably take Tay's framework <laughs> and make it work for her in her totally yeah. remote position. So don't be afraid to look at other job listings. Do not copy them because you don't want their candidates. You want your candidates, right? right? But um, yeah. I would say, I think the biggest thing we probably changed, Megan, was we signed up to be a partner, um, like a business partnership with a gym locally in our town. And that was like the biggest hit I've ever seen on a job listing. Wow. Like we get free gym <laughs> memberships for our employees and we only have to pay a certain amount of fee each month. And it's like really minimal compared to what you'd be paying normally. But like the second we put that you got a free gym membership, like exploded. I was like, and in my head, I always knew I was like, I want like really like ex-athletes. Like that's kind of like where our mindset's always been because my husband and I are ex-athletes and that's really what works well for our company and our culture. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've gotten. Like the second I added that into the job listing and kind of tailored everything around right. that it really brought in those people we were looking for. But like you we didn't have that. I'm sure Martha might not have had that in hers, but mm -hmm. like just by that one tweak, it allowed us to get better better internal employees or internal customers, excuse me, than what we were getting beforehand, which is like, was mind blowing to me. <laughs> okay. I love that. That's okay. great. Um, That's great. You, you know, you talk about defining your avatar for a client and you defined your avatar for an employee and thought about what would they like. And so you added in that gym membership and now you're speaking to the people that you want. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Great. And then Michelle, you use probably bamboo for hiring. We do. Yeah. Oh, we use bamboo mm -hmm. and I like it because it lets them do all of their onboarding and set up all their tools automatically. So it's just a sequence that we built once. And then when we have a new employee, it just kicks that sequence out. Mm -hmm. And it's fun because we kick it out to them before their actual hire date, a little bit similar to what Megan does. And they can, I can see the level of engagement based on what they set up before their first day. Some people are like super excited and they set up all their stuff. And then some people wait until the clock starts and then they begin their work. So it just kind of, it's an interesting thing. It, it says very clearly, you don't have to do anything, but it's fun to watch how people respond to that pre-work if it's available. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And I wanna make sure to mention there's, there's a ton of um, hiring platforms out there and we've mentioned a few. Mm -hmm. um, in the residential cleaning companies, there's also another group that was built from two of my residential cleaning friends, and it's called Woot Recruit. Mm. So that's another one that you can check out. There's Pipire, but I know nothing about it. I just know the name. Uh, so anyway, 
the bottom line is figure out how to automate it and like blue skies if you don't want to mess with any of this they have their own automation so you just like give it to them and then they'll run with it but however you do it you've got to figure out how to automate it and how to get those fast responses going um and show people that you care and i think the biggest little golden nugget i heard today was that text that jeff sends where he's like hey you know I just want to check and I'm paraphrasing, but uh, <laughs> up a lot. like he just owned it, right? Like it's, and it's embarrassing. Like, so he's making himself vulnerable. So they exactly. Exactly. And you know, there's gotta be a flip that switches in somebody's mind. Cause they're like, ah, this person is writing. I mean, you know, they're going to feel like they're writing to me and that it is that you're making a personal connection with that text even though it's automated it's the same kind of um theory behind those emails where you say you know oh i know it's late at night but i was thinking about our conversation earlier and it's like plain text and it you put at the bottom sent from even leave a typo in it he's like make yourself yeah. you know we don't want to look unprofessional but make it really look like your text you're sending off a quick little text you know yeah yeah it's great yeah. super good yeah. so yeah and uh, i threw a bunch of links that you just mentioned into yeah, that yeah, comments uh we've got hmm. blues guys we've got woot recruit we've got uh pipe hire we've got hire who i mean there's a lot oh bamboo i think yep. do we have a special bamboo link michelle i do i have a discount link i'll throw it up in a little bit i didn't okay. don't have it ready i wasn't okay. planning on throwing anything up there but yeah I'll, I'll throw it up as part of my homework so and like talking about fourth quarter this was like all automations y'all like it was yeah. it was all automations we were, this is all automations we want to make your life easier like this is <laughs> As you can see, we like to make our lives easier. So we do. That's why we love talking about automations and quite literally that's Michelle's like world that she I lives love it. in. She's an absolute yeah. queen at it. But I think we're <laughs> ready for homework. Do we want to kind of give out yeah, some homework? Yeah, let's do homework. Yeah. Cool. Um, so homework wise for marketing, um, we talked a lot about obviously the planning and looking at the numbers from finances and evaluating how to be pretty much proactive, right? So we're looking at those dips, like Megan said, and your budget, we're looking at what worked for marketing, what didn't work. So my challenge to you this year is instead of looking at your budget when you're building your budget and then working on your marketing calendar, you know, next March, once you're already three months into the year, <laughs> I want to challenge you to do them at the same time. So I want your marketing calendar, your budget to be done together so that way you really can be proactive for those dips that may happen in february and you're just forgetting about because you're not working on your marketing calendar at the same time as that budget so i want them to go hand in hand from here on out and have that marketing calendar and that proactiveness meeting what you see in your budget and what those dips are so do taste homework 
That's your finance homework this week. (laughs) That's so good. And it's a, not an easy task. So I'm just going to double down on it and do that. Like, and, and it's really important. My favorite way to run a report in QuickBooks is to look at your P and L by month. I feel like you as a business owner, you're absolutely feeling those valleys. But when you see them, when you see like our biggest grossing month of the year is December, right? And when I see December next to February, and those are 60 days apart, not even 60 days apart, like that's dramatic for me. So I, I highly recommend to help do that budget that you run the PL and you look at it by month so that you can actually see what are my peaks and valleys in my company. And if you own a recurring revenue model, like hopefully you don't have any valleys, hopefully you're just trending upward, but I want you to watch like where, where do we have those bumps? Where do we have those big like boosts in our revenue and build a system around being organized and prepared for that. So Martha had some great strategies about uh, Thanksgiving and then Tay, just to reiterate, She said, while you're doing that budget and you're looking at everything by month, she wants you to tie your social media calendar around it. So if you know February is a slump month, starting at the end of December, all through January, you need to be hitting it hard in terms of getting in front of your customers. Um, If you know August or July is a slow month, you need to be hitting that starting in May and have a strategy built out from a marketing perspective to get that phone to keep ringing. So I think that's brilliant. Oh, are you saying? Love it. I was just saying and to automate it, like, don't like, oh, and then automate it. Yes. Don't do it. And then like get to that month and be like, oh yeah, I was supposed to do that. Like do it now. Like just totally. get it done with. <laughs> totally. Okay. Good. Okay. So systems homework. Um, I'm actually going to share my zap on Facebook. Uh, I went ahead and clicked the custom link. So I'm going to share it. So what I would encourage all of you to do as your homework is join our private Facebook group. We have so many cool, like hidden nuggets in there. Um, And so that's your homework is to get in the group with us so that you can really get this insider information. Um, We're all available in the group day and night. We're on Facebook. So please know that we're there and I'm going to share a copy of the Bamboo to Trello birthday anniversary for superstars app. And it will be uh, zap. Sorry, I misspoke. And it'll be inside of our group. So please join us there. Cool. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. And then your people homework is in whatever automation or system you have for bringing your applicants through the hiring pipeline I want you to add an element of vulnerability and connection in there. So copying Jeff likes idea and somewhere in there and preferably towards like, you know, I don't know that it would work at the top of the pipeline because you're still weeding people out. So towards the bottom of that pipeline, I want you to do something to make a connection with them, whether it's saying, hey, I'm going to be sitting alone in the coffee shop if you don't show up, uh, or your version of that. But that's your homework. Love it. I love it. So good. So good. We always end with quote of the day. Are we ready for that, Megan? We're good to go with quote of the day. It's a fun one. It's by Michael Hyatt, which I don't know if anybody know of him. Michael Hyatt is a great organizer. He's got, yes, a quarterly notebook and organizer that this he thing is like epic. 
I love it's it. everything. It's a really good product. It's really good. And one of his famous quotes is, automation is solving the problem once and then putting it on autopilot. Ooh, I like from it. Michael Hyatt. So everybody enjoy your day. Oh, I want to see a couple of calendar too. things. I think yep. we want to tell, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Martha's got it. Go, Martha, go. Okay. So uh, I said that it moved. It is the 14th of oh. November. We will be doing a live panel with a secret guest. And uh, that will be at the ISSA ARCSI convention and Jobber is sponsoring that. It's going to be, we don't even know, but it's at some <laughs> bar. And so it'll be like a happy hour. I uh, think it's not so secret anymore. I think Jobber let that cat out of the bag, but Jobber we can have did. a whole thing There's about it next week. Yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, then, that's a month from now, November 14th. That's like, oh, how did that happen? Yeah. Only four and then weeks on now. Monday and Tuesday of that same conference, which is the 15th and 16th, Fight Club will be at the QDS and other sponsor happy hour where we'll have margarita machines going and snacks and come up and see us. And uh, it's a great time to hang out. And it, what I like about it is that it's quiet enough you can actually talk. It's hard to find that in Vegas. So well, we're also I, gonna be on the trade show floor. Like Fight Club has a on the trade show floor and those kind of shenanigans we have up our sleeve, you know. Uh we're gonna be hanging out on the trade show floor. So yep. come hang out with us during the day, drink with us in the evenings, and yep. learn from us at that job or happy hour. Like it's gonna be so fun. It will so be. Fun. All right. So it'll be great. <laughs> All right. See everybody in Vegas. Or thank you next guys week. Job for sponsoring our marketing yeah. section. Yes. 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 Um, um, go, go fight. fight. Okay. See, see you everybody. 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.